Do you wonder if others are dealing with the same project management challenges as you? Not sure where to turn for guidance and leadership? Office Hours are in session as we discuss project management and PMOs with global leaders, hearing their story and learning their secrets to success. Our goal is to empower you and help you elevate your PMO and project management career to new heights. Welcome back to Project Management Office Hours with your host, PMO Joe. Welcome, everyone, to Project Management Office Hours. We're the number one live project management radio show in the U.S., broadcasting to you today from the Phoenix Business Radio X studios in Tempe, Arizona. I'm your host, PMO Joe, and for the next hour, we'll be talking project management. Before we dig into the show with our special guest, just a few announcements. I'd like to thank the Northern Utah PMI chapter. They hosted me yesterday for a lunch session as we talked about the purpose-driven PMO framework, and that was a good chat, so I appreciate that. Also, uh, some upcoming sessions. October 24th, I'll be speaking at the North Alabama PMI Chapter Professional Development Day, PDD. October 26th, the PMO Global Awards Conference kicks off. On November 13th, I have a doubleheader, uh, Pittsburgh PMI Chapters uh, Professional Development Day and a session with uh, Wichita State University. And uh, we're getting closer to Veterans Day here in the U.S., and uh, as you all know, I support veterans and I'm co-founder of the nonprofit organization VPMMA. We'll be holding our fall fundraiser the week of November 7th. We have a series of events planned and you can go out to www.thevpmma.org to learn how you can participate in our Run Walk fundraiser or, of course, to be a mentor to help our veterans transition into civilian project management careers. Also want to thank our sponsor, the PMO Squad. They're home of the purpose-driven PMO. Visit thepmosquad.com to learn how they can support your project management team and help you get your PMO stood up, improved, or headed in the right direction. Also, finally, a reminder to everyone to visit projectmanagementofficehours.com to see the list of all of our upcoming episodes and check out all of our past episodes. Be sure to subscribe and catch all of the different podcasts as they come out. So for today, I am super excited to have one of the superstars in our community. Peter Taylor is joining us live from the UK. Welcome, Peter. Thank you for joining us. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. For those who don't know, Peter is one of the finalists for the PMO Influencer of the Year. He's uh, made it into great company, into the top three So the PMO Global Awards Conference I had mentioned uh, just a moment ago, uh, they'll be announcing the winner of that. So good luck to you, Peter. Hopefully you bring that home. If you can, just take a moment here to introduce yourself to the listeners. Uh, Yeah, sure. Thank you. And and it's great to be here. And I have absolutely no idea how I got to be one of the finalists (laughs) for PMO Influencer of the Year. But I must have been been doing something right, I guess, I guess. Um, Yeah, who who am I? What am I? I'm a project manager. That's the main thing. I'm a project manager. And I have been for an awful long time. Been an amazing journey. But about 11 years ago now, actually, I had the opportunity to write a book and I had this idea of the of, of a concept like you're referred to as productive laziness, which is we where the idea of the lazy project manager came from. That book that was launched then, and which is still uh, you know a big seller, it's a number one on Amazon f- for a while. Uh, it kind of launched a kind of parallel career for me. So on one hand, 
I, you know, I work with organizations, I guide PMO development, I've, I've headed up some of the largest PMOs in the world over the last 15 years. On the other hand, I'm a well-traveled, up until this year, of course, a well-traveled um, uh, professional speaker, author, uh, consultant, coach, blah, 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 all those things. Um, I've had the joy of traveling to 25 countries so far and, and talking to many thousands of people around the world. And, you know, that's, that's kind of me. But at the heart of it all, it's project management. It's project management. Well, and that's uh, that's why we're here, right? So let's talk project management and and dig in maybe a little deeper on the book, right? I, I think it's, it, maybe it's the curse and the blessing, right? It's kind of like that actor who gets uh, in that role that everybody knows them and the rest of their career, they're, they're never the, the new role, right? They'll always be the same character. Does everybody now think you're just the lazy PM guy? Is that, a, you know, it's, it's a blessing to be able to be so popular because of that book. And it's, it's not a curse, that's for sure. I mean, you know, that, you know within, a, within a few years of writing the book, I mean, it's a small book, it's only 30,000 words. You know, and we're hardworking people, right? I mean, this is, I always find the contradiction in your book title, right? It's the lazy PM, but where PMs are are really working hard, right? I mean, there's a lot of stress. There's We're, we're trying to put strategic objectives through. How did you come up with the title or why are you using lazy in that context? Yeah, well, I mean, whenever you do something, you want it to be eye-catching. And, and I, so let's talk about the essence of the book. The essence of the book is about working smarter, not harder. It's a, what I call productive laziness. It's efficient ways of working. And it came from uh, the point, at that point, I was, I was, work, I was running a, a PMO. I had over 100 project managers in 17 countries working for the PMO. And I, was, I, I noticed something. I noticed half of them were working efficiently, and they were doing, on average, normal working hours, normal working weeks. I mean, um, projects go up and down. We know yeah. they're not flat. That's what makes them a fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But on average, they were doing like 40, 45-hour weeks. And they were being reasonably successful. The other half were working crazy hours, 60, 70, 80 hours. And they were being no more successful. And I, I did some behavioral analysis between the two groups. What were they doing differently? And it came down to... Yeah, the, if you like, the, this what I call the smarter project managers, who became the, what I call the lazy project managers. They were they were efficiently using their time. They were efficiently delegating to their team members. They weren't getting involved in every meeting, every conversation, every decision. All the mistakes I made when I was a young project manager, for sure. Yeah, and it just gave me this idea, and the two things came together. And actually, my boss, in, well, I thought I thought my boss liked me, but he called me lazy one day. He says, "Laziest person I know." And I realized after some reflection that he was being complimentary. I was upset to start with, to be honest. But I realized it all came together. You know, suddenly, whoa, the lazy project manager. Insult your profession and get on. And yeah, the rest <laughs> is history. The rest is history. You know, thousands of copies of the book sold. So yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's a, it is a brilliant concept. And, and the point of working smarter, not harder is really the core of project management itself. We're trying to influence and motivate teams to get work yeah. done. We shouldn't be working hard to do that. We should be getting the team to be efficient in doing that. So, I, I, again, I think it's a, a brilliant idea, but also the, we don't want to get lost in the title of what's in the book, right? I mean, the yeah, book it, is a great is, concept. And, you know, it is one of those things. I must admit, lazy hasn't worked in some some areas of the world. I mean, lazy, you know, particularly the Asian market just can't get past the concept. This is a, you know, you've got to get past the lazy thing, and it's it's not seen. You know, and the, you know the book and the trainings and, and presentations have been rebranded in certain areas. But you know, the essence is there. I kind of, I, it's you know, it's catching people's attention, and um, then get into the book. And it is a book. It's about 
how you are, if, how you should be effectively being a project manager and, you know, working with your team, guiding them, leading them and not, not getting buried in the detail, which I see so many young project managers doing. They, they're so keen to get be successful. They, they get down in the detail so much and they, they forget to be project leaders. You know, we're talking about books and you spearheaded another book initiative this year. Uh, which I had the good fortune to participate in, the project list project manager, I think, is uh, was the title of that. Share a little bit about that. I mean, that was fun, right? Uh, obviously, you were at the core of it, so you had more fun with it, maybe, than I did. Uh, oh, I did. Oh, I had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was. I, so, so you know, when all when all this kicked off, when the world was going into lockdown, when you know, I was seeing a lot of. Um, I mean, I'm I'm big on LinkedIn. So, anybody out there, you know, wants to connect to me on LinkedIn, send a connection. Um, and I, but I was seeing a lot of um, a lot of comments from project managers who were talking about losing their jobs, uh, projects being delayed, you know, furloughed at home, all that kind of stuff. And I, and I was trying to think, what could we do that would be interesting? And a couple of people had talked to me about some ideas they had. And then I, I don't know, I, I woke up one weekend and I thought, you know what? I, you know, I have the means now to publish a book. You know, I've, I've learned the ways of self-publishing and, and the art of it and, and how you can do it. So I came up with this idea of, um, of, of producing a book in 21 days. Um, and I said, and I just, I just wrote a simple brief for LinkedIn on, on that, that Monday. I, I put out there, anybody interested in contributing, I put a little profile together, as you know, which is, you know, 500 words. It's got to be in by this date. It was a very, very strict time frame. I had over 100 people said they were really interested from all over the world. You know, I had about 80 um, submissions in the end, and I used 56 of those in the book. We basically got all the content, did the editing. And then, yeah, I know there were some typos, and we've corrected <laughs> most of those now. We got it out there. I, I even ran a competition for, for parents of uh, project managers or parent, uh, project managers who were parents to get their kids to design the cover. So it's one of them. It is the most unusual cover for a project management book ever. I love it. Um, and we did it. We got it published in 21 days um, up through Amazon. You can go and get it on Kindle. You can go and get a pretty format. And I'm, I'm so proud about it. It's, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And, and yeah, I, I thank you. And I thank all the other 55 people who gave me great insights and great thoughts to include in the book. And that's what I, I like about it, right, is the fact that it's not just one person's perspective. It's it's almost an industry speaking back to all of us, right? And for those who haven't gotten a copy of that yet, I certainly recommend you go out and pick one up. It's great to see a project management community use project management practices to have scope, deadline, timeline, right, and to execute against all those steps. Uh, it was fun, right? It, it, a lot of the stuff in yeah. there is informative, but it it isn't a serious project that's uh, life and death on the line or, or millions of dollars, right? It's just a way for no, the community. No, but it's, it, there are some real, I mean, we broke it down into kind of like, you know, lockdown inspiration and, and legacy ideas, if you like, um, for people. And, you know, I, I sum it up at the end of the book um, is the fact that, what well, look, 56 people came together. Most of them didn't know each other. Uh, we produced something of value in 21 days. I mean, as a global community, in our millions, just imagine what we are truly capable of if we came together with a single focus, uh, with a single objective. Uh, you know, I was very proud of, of what we achieved. Well, and that's, uh, you had earlier said, hey, you're not sure why you're one of the top 15 PMO influencers. Well, it's initiatives like that, right? And putting that book together for the community. So again, thanks for doing that. And uh, 
being the light, right? The beacon driving all of us to do that. That was an awesome thing. The lazy project manager, like you said, over a decade ago and, and, uh, what is going on? Well, actually, before I go into that, I, I just want to go back. You had talked about the books. You have a, a seminar coming up, correct? With Rick Morris, I believe, on oh, yeah, how yeah. to put, how to kind of do the, the, this book authoring and self-publishing. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So there's, there's a free webinar. It's, uh, it's out there on Eventbrite right now, or if you know, people want to reach out to me, I'll send them the link, send them the link. When, I, when I, we did the, 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 the 21 day challenge, the project list manager, a couple of people were, you know, really proud. They came back to me and they said, "This is amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm published. I'm, I never thought this was possible." And I talked to a couple of them and said, "Well, you know, I started by just commenting on stuff and then blogging and then writing some articles and then eventually evolved into books." Um, and I thought, "Well, I know, you know, Rick Morris and I have worked together in the past, and you know, I know he's done some great, uh, great books as well. He's a great speaker." And so I reached out to Rick and I said, "Well, look." Why don't we have a chat and let it's just an open conversation between Rick and myself. Let's just share our experiences. How did you get published? Because there's, there's many ways to get published, traditional, shared risk, self-publishing, and others. And I said, why don't we just have a chat? We'll have people listening in. They can ask some questions, and we just talk it through. And if we can inspire one or two of them to, to you know, maybe write the next Lazy Project Manager, then, hell, that's going to be amazing. Yeah, I love the idea. And I think I actually am probably going to sign up myself. I've... Uh, I've got two books in process. Uh, I'm, okay. I'm slightly behind schedule on one of them. Purpose Driven PMO I had promised would be out this year. Eh, might not happen, uh, but we'll see. And uh, and what was what was refreshing yesterday at um, the Northern Utah chapter is that when I finished the presentation, we had Q and A afterwards, and somebody said you should write a book on this. And I said, I said that's great. You said that because I actually am process of writing one. So at least I'll have one person out there who want to buy the book. Uh, listen, I, listen, I was late on my last. Well, it wasn't truly late because they have, you know, the publishers have a hell of a backlog right now. But you know, it was due in in July, and, and with the whole lockdown thing, I just suddenly had too much, too much time. And <laughs> I firstly, I find myself less productive if I have the more time I have, um, and I kind of have to create uh, pressures to myself to actually do it. And I, 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 we shut it down, and I got it the final version submitted a couple of weeks ago, so we good. It's in production now, so I'm, I'm now thinking about the next book or two. That's fantastic. Project management, obviously, in this COVID world's evolving and, and it's the project economy from PMI is trying to change their landscape. And, yeah. and we have so many other organizations that are trying to become prominent uh, in the project management world. What, it's, what excites you these days, right? What's kind of got your attention in project management? Yeah, I think two things. And they're, they're both kind of technology-led. Well, you know, one is a kind of a subset of the other. I mean, AI for me, is, is so exciting. You know, I've started talking about AI, you know, there's, and there's a lot, there's many layers to AI. Um, you know, there's the whole you know, process automation, there's the chatbots, there's machine learning, and there's, you know, the autonomous project manager, which is the kind of, you know, scary Terminator thing, which just doesn't exist at the moment and not, not, not going to exist for the foreseeable future. But the whole drive of AI, I think, is amazing because, I, you know, there's just, we have to be honest as project managers, this stuff, that doesn't really excite us that much. There's a tedious reporting, analytics and stuff that goes on. Um, and, and the reason I'm excited about it is because, you know, I started out as an accidental project manager and, and I reflected on why I was even successful at it since I had no idea. It was eight years before I actually went on a training course to become, you know, understand project management. But somehow I managed to survive. And it's because I, I only could focus on the people. 
And the people are critical. Projects are about people. They're not about process, blah, 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 blah. Um, so AI coming in there and the stuff that is possible or going to be possible very soon about, you know, the kind of trigger analytics, the kind of support model, the, you know, taking away the, the boring stuff from project managers is just going to be so exciting. And one particular aspect that I'm really focused on is the project team uh, performance analytics or project team performance management. Because, and I'm working with one company specifically on that uh, as an expert advisor, because this is a focus on project team alignment. So exactly as you said, you talked about, you know, the, the PMI and the project economy and the fact that more and more stuff out there is going to be project-based inside organizations. Well, you know, we could, we've done so much around the process, but now there's an opportunity to actually do stuff about the team. How are the team truly feeling? And I don't mean at end of project retrospectives activity. I mean, do them, do those for sure. But I'm talking about in the moment, pulse, nudges, alerts, all that kind of stuff that really shows through the kind of AI analytics and algorithms what the te- the mood of the team is. And it's the whole, you know, team building, the, you know, Bruce Tuckman model, the, the forming, stor- uh, storming, norming, performing. Teams are so dynamic in projects that that, that sort of support for a project manager about really how your team are performing, how they're feeling, how they're aligned, are they collaborating, are they, do they have a single purpose? It's just all of that, all of that, as you can tell, is, is so exciting. And I think, you know, I've been saying it for years, now is the best time to be in project management. Yeah. No matter what my presentation is, I always start within the first couple of slides. I have a trend chart from the pulse of the profession that shows mm-hmm. for the past decade, our industry's performance has been flat. Right. We've got more project managers. We've increased the investment we've made in technology. We have more certifications. We have agile and traditional and different methodologies we use. But all of that investment, we still stink. Right. We still only hit about 50 percent success on projects. And why is that the case? I'm right with you. It's people. Right. We're not investing in how to be leaders right? We're just executing the steps of, you know, the checklist of doing a project. We haven't taught our project managers to be leaders. And I think what you're talking about here is, is really hitting on something that I'm passionate about as well, to get people to motivate and to influence and know when someone's having a bad day and not be able to push them and into how to interact with people. And I think and it's significantly more important now. I mean, it was, it was already becoming more important because of the, you know, the virtualization, the globalization of projects, extent of scale of resources. I mean, yeah, my first project, I had everybody in one one building. You know, I could I could go get my entire project team and talk to them. That doesn't happen these days, um, and that is that has only been accelerated through the whole COVID situation. You know, the kind of even more of the remote working and projects starting where project team members just are never going to meet in a physical way. So if we think about people listening now, hopefully we didn't drop them all when we had our technology challenges at the beginning, but they'll play the podcast back anyway. You know, if you're a new project manager out there, what's in your on this topic, right, about how we need to work with people better? What's your best advice for them? How do you help steer them in the right path? I think what first thing is awareness. And that's that's one of the things I've, you know, that's why I've been talking about it so much, you know, making, making people aware of it. I mean, I've always said if you're a if you're a you know if you're a green bean if you're a, if you're a new project manager coming on on board, I mean, it's really important for you to try and find, you know, if you like, a, a safe haven to, to play in to start with to 
to get to understand stuff. And I think that's one of the powers of PMOs so they they really can nurture new project managers and give them that kind of support network. And I think, you know, having a, a mentor uh, or a coach out there is, is, is brilliant as well. And, you know, that's, you know, that would, for me would be a call to action for, you know, all the old, um, you know, older project managers, mature project managers out there is, yeah, your job is not just delivering your projects. Your job is to, is to think about the next generation and to reach out to that. And, you know, I know projects are tough. And I know it takes a whole bunch of your time, but, you, you know, we need to think about next generation and the generation after that, the young kids coming in. So I think any, anybody who's starting out in project management, one, grab the community that's out there. It's huge. I mean, we've got stuff like, you know, your great show. We've got uh, books. They've got blogs. They've got conferences online. I mean, there's so much you know, online now. You could connect to pretty much anybody in the world of project management to so tools like LinkedIn. Yeah, don't be shy. Reach out there, connect to people, find those people that are going to help you and influence you uh, being successful. And inside your, the organization you're working for, you know, what is that safe haven? What is that support network? Go and find it. Go and talk to the PMO. Go and talk, go and find yourself a, you know, a buddy or a, you know, a mentor or whatever. Yeah, we had uh, Priya Patra on our last show, and she was oh, talking yeah, about yeah, the different communities she's building, right? Uh, getting the PMI chapters from around the world to engage with one another. Um, mm-hmm. and, and how her career, she was a more quiet, reserved leader, and she attended some sessions within her own organization where they had uh, a project management community, and she's come out of her shell, right? She's not quiet anymore. Um, no. and, and that's where you can really benefit from that. Uh, Bill Dow, yesterday I was chatting with him, uh, and he had also talked about within PMOs he's built, he now creates stuff like buddy systems, right, where it, it pairs the junior PM with a senior PM. Brilliant. Brilliant. Any any sort of, uh, for the PMO leader that's out there, right, who may not really have had any training on how to lead a department or run a function, they may have been a good project manager, got promoted, and now they're like, oh, no, what do I do? Yeah. What, what's some guidance for them on how to to lead their team and, and get this sort of mentoring and community building concept going. Yeah. I, mean, I think, I mean, this is, yeah, it's one of the areas that I do, you know, I do training or I do coaching of, of PMO leaders in because that's, it's not an uncommon situation for people to be in, you know, I mean, despite the fact that PMO has been around for a long time, there's still many organizations that are just building their very first PMO. Um, you know, I, I did that book, the leading successful PMOs and I researched what made for a good leader at the heart of it is that it's someone who's, you know, you've got to, you've got to be passionate about projects. You know, you've got to have a project background of some form. You've got to have that understanding that projects are just different. On top of that, you know, you've got to be a great communicator, a great negotiator. And, you know, fundamentally you've, you've not, you've got to not be afraid to be different, to be unique. One of the mistakes I see in PMOs is someone tries to take a PMO and, and, you know, just like a standard model and shove it into an organization. It's not going to work. Every PMO that is different. Every PMO needs to be subtly different for the organization's need at this point, and it needs to be flexible for changes that are coming in the very near future as well. So I think, you know, get help. If, you if you know, there's, there's again, there's some great community, communities out there. There are people, you know, like me that will, will coach and guide you, et cetera. I think that's really important. Going kind of back to your previous point, if I may, in the, you know, what else, it's kind of what else can all PMO leaders do? Yeah, they can, they can, they can help run the support system for new project managers, but I see a huge increase in what I call the, um, 
if you like, the, the informal project managers. This is a community. So if you imagine you've got an organization, you've got, you've got your business as usual at the lower level. This is stuff that your organization just does. Yeah. It's why you exist. And then you've got your project managers. Projects as projects. These are dedicated, high-risk, challenging things that you need, a, you need a project manager, professional project manager for. But well, in the middle, there's something I call projects as usual. This is where people in business are being asked to deliver smaller changes, lower risk changes as part of their day job. And that I see as a massive growing community. And I, I would argue and, and you know, request that every PMO leader reaches out to this group um, and offers some guidance. They do not need your methodology. They do not need your standards, your tools or anything like that. They need some guidance, some basics. And yeah, project management for non-project managers. And I think that's, you know, again, what are you going to get? You're going to get great supporters of your PMO. You're going to get great future project managers, perhaps. You're going to get less disruption inside the organization because of small changes going wrong. I think it's really, really important. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was one of them, right? I, you know, I talked to, I don't know, this is show 65 or 66. We've had over 100 different guests on the show, and I bet the majority of them started out as an accidental project manager. You know, I was running a project, was not in a role of a project manager. My boss said, hey, how's the project going, Joe? And I said, the what? I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, but that, that initial conversation led to now a career in project management. And I think you're right. I mean, the amount of work that happens in organizations can't be managed all out of a PMO, right? It, it's just impossible. So how do we help those people be successful and help the organization be successful? Ultimately, that's the goal. I don't know if you've done it, but it'd be, it'd be fascinating for you to go and reach out to, you know, one of the uh, one or two of the uh, young project managers of the year out there, you know, the, whether it be PMI or the IPMA, the young crew of some amazing people. You just listen to them talking about projects, project management, and the passion they have you know, I fell into it and I kind of grew, my passion grew. But these these people, they want to be project managers. They're intentional project managers. You know, they're crazy. Yeah, about to say, <laughs> and, uh, they're the crazy they ones. See this is, they see this as a career or a career step. And, and trust me, you can have some conversation with them and it will be incredibly insightful. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we're on video here. So you and I have a bit of gray in our beard. Uh, so yeah. so we've been around the block a couple of times. But uh, we've got Billy Moape coming on uh, our first show next year. Oh, out, right. of, okay. out, of, out of Zambia. And Billy's yeah. one of those guys, right? He is high energy, ready to go, loves project management. And I'm super excited for that talk just to, to see what he's, what's his view, right? What's his view of the world? It's different than ours. And I enjoy well, that. That's, you know, I, the, yeah, the book, we may not be able to mention the title. You know, it's the, the big pink book that was a project management. It's all blank, blank, blank. <laughs> um, I wrote that with a lady called Susie Palmer-True, and she is astonishingly, exhaustingly passionate about change. <laughs> and I wrote it with her because I, want, I really wanted to be challenged. I was kind of thinking, oh, I don't know, can I write any more books? And I kind of don't know if I said it all. And then we met up at a conference in Athens and she was just so stimulating and energy and just all of it. And it was just an amazing experience writing that, you know, I was kind of challenged to project management to sort yourself out and, and you know, go get back to the real important stuff. Yeah, I'm uh, one of the roles I've taken on this year is managing director of the PMO Global Survey, right? And as you've talked a couple of oh. times about research. Um, we had our first survey come out this year, and we'll be publishing the results later in the year. Uh, but we asked about, one, do you have a coach? Uh, and the numbers are really, really low for PMO leaders who have a coach. We asked what their role was before becoming a PMO leader. And the great majority were project managers who got promoted into the role. 
And then we ask how many of you are, are work within the accidental project management role within your community or within your organization. And everyone has accidental project managers and very few of them work with them. So a lot of the topics that you've hit on today, there's, you know, we'll be coming out with some data to support all of your own personal research and findings on these topics, that this is the wave of the future, right? I mean, uh, project management and the project economy is going to put uh, the spotlight on the folks who are doing these accidental projects, or as you call them, projects as usual. Projects as usual, yeah. We've got to give them the tools, right, to help them be successful, but without inundating them, right? We don't want to smother yeah, them because that would just kill them you know you need the lightest of light you know the, the five or six or seven really critical things they need to be doing and thinking about and i think back to when you and i were a little bit younger in our career right when there would be shadow it departments right the 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 guy in the marketing department who had a server under his desk and wanted to get his uh communications out and or it departments would always work to shut them down or the folks who had their own personal phone uh, that they were getting emails on, right? And now who doesn't have their own personal phone they're getting work emails on, right? It's the evolution of yeah. our industry to be able to do this. Oh, goodness me. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, I saw a great thing um, Yeah, yesterday, actually. One of the, yeah, 20 years ago, what do we have? It's got the old record player and the old sort of phone and all the old equipment. It's like a mountain around this guy. It's like, it's now here. It's all in our hand there. Oh, I just turned the light on. That was impressive. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. It's just, uh, you know, the, the power of our fingertips. And that's why I go back to AI. You know, you're gonna, you, you know as a project manager, you're going to be walking around with one of these things and it's going to be alerting you. It's going to give you a predictive analysis of how your projects are going and who you should be talking to and what you should be looking at. And it allow you to spend the time with the people to make it even more successful, to kind of raise those levels you talked about, the 50% success rates, climbing. They're going to climb. Are there any specific AI things that you can talk about this time that kind of have you jazzed more than something else? Is, is uh, what's you know kind of what is your vision of where AI is going to really make the most impact? Well, I think it is, it's all those levels. If you like, it's already started the process automation, automating some of the, the tasks that you need to do. Um, the chat box are going to be appearing everywhere. The, you know, the, the little help that's going to pop up and suggest stuff and guide you on stuff and think you should be looking over there. You know, the kind of management by exception is going to grow. Um, and that's going to be in all areas of, of, of project management you know, from start to finish. And then, you know, the one, I, the one I'm really putting all, all, you know, my personal effort in is, is this whole team alignment thing. And it's just, you know, that, that to me just seems to be one of the really significant things. We spent all of our time, you know, we have a lot of data on, you know, where is the project, what status is it at, you know, the budgetary stuff, you know, the task completion, all that kind of stuff. Really important. But we have very little data on what, how the people feel. What, what's the mood? What's the sentiment of that of the team? You know, do they care? Do they not care? Are they talking to each other? Are they collaborating? Or are they just grudgingly cooperating? Or they, yeah, that kind of stuff. And I think that, you know, that for me is is just mind blowing, exciting. Um, and it's you know, it's not Big Brother. It's it's not that. It's truly gained the insight. And I've you know I've seen it. I've run so many. Yeah, Zoom and team webinars and stuff recently. And I use a tool called Menti, for, for, which is a, just a brilliant tool for getting insight and comment from people and polls and quizzes and stuff like that. And I've just seen that if, you know, when people don't have to necessarily raise their voice or raise their hand, they're contributing. 
And this is, you know, this is the power of the many. This is this is the power of the hive mind. This is the, the collective objective and all those great terms that are out there. And I could talk for another hour on that. But it is bringing people together with a common purpose. So what do you say to the naysayers who say, ah, oh, that stuff's all soft skill, fluff stuff. That's just people stuff doesn't belong in the project management community. Get the hell out of project management. <laughs> Seriously, get the hell out of it. If you don't like people, if you don't think people are that critical to project management success, then go find something else to do, you know? <laughs> it, no, it isn't. It's, it's, it's critical. And the trouble is, I think, you know, so many people have got so buried in the process, so buried in the methodology, so buried in the, in the tracking and all of that. And it, it removes you from people, and you can look very busy doing that stuff. Yeah, it doesn't deliver, I don't believe. It just doesn't deliver. You might have been lucky. I'm not saying people aren't lucky. You know, project managers, they can be lucky. They can have a success, another success, and nothing goes wrong. But as soon as they hit a real problem, then that's when it happens. And, you know, I worked for an organization, and we experimented with remote project managers, you know, low-end, small, almost repeatable projects of technology. And it worked. We could train these kind of graduates up, and it worked pretty well until there was a problem. As soon as it deviated from the workflow, they were they, they had nowhere to go, and that was that was the big problem. Yeah, and we've uh, I'm with you on this, right? Uh, we've had guests like Ruth Pierce and Dr. Barbara Troutline and Steve Fulmer and and others who talk about the people side of. Uh, they don't even really call it project management, so say, uh, but they're focused on people, right, and understanding. The the path or um, Carol Osterwheel, a, another one out of the UK, right, talking about how the brain works and how to interact with people and how to be successful with those lines. And I think we have to explore. Like I said, we've got to do something different if we want to get different results. Uh, building a schedule is important, but getting the team members to actually do their work and be effective and enjoy what they're doing is it has to be more important, right? Every project only exists because of the people we have on them. I'm sure you've seen it. If you've got a great team working together, they will overcome all the limitations of rubbish process, difficult divorce, <laughs> uh, and all, you know, all those stuff. I'm not saying we shouldn't make it as easy as possible and sort all that out as well. But people will generally overcome all of these issues. And if they truly believe in what they're, what they're actually trying to do, what we, you know, the, the visibility of purpose, as I call it, you know, if, they, if they believe in it, they they will work hard to make it make it successful and they'll overcome every obstacle possible. Now, yes, you should go back and go, well, let's not try and repeat that. That was difficult. Let's make it, it's, it's eased away for the next project, all of that. But no, it's about people. Yeah, and, and again, I, our signature service with the PMO squad is the purpose-driven PMO. So for us, mm -hmm. it, it's the same thing, right? It, as you pointed out, every PMO in every company is going to be different. Uh, but you can build a framework around it that says the first step should be identify why you're different, right? What is your purpose? Uh, yeah. And once you have that and people adapt to it and buy into it, now you've got a motivated workforce. Yeah, I, you know, I talk about the balanced PMO, the five Ps. Um, there's a lot of Ps in our world. I know that. I know. Um, Too many. You know, <laughs> and, and the five Ps for me, are, it's about people and process. It's about performance and promotion, about the project's information systems. And the first critical balance is the balance between people and process. If you spend too much time on process, you're the, you're the project police. And trust me, you, know, you will not be popular. People right. will not like you. It's a miserable place to be. Because if you spend all your time on people, it's too soft and fluffy and, and not great. So you've got to get that balance right. And, and that's, you know, it's two of the five Ps are, are critical in, in the balanced PMO, I believe.
Yeah, and and then throw in project and portfolio and program and and all the other P's and and we oh, okay. we took yeah. it that way and said uh, PMO now equals purpose measure optimize right if you if you define your purpose you measure how well you're achieving it and then you optimize to ensure you achieve mm-hmm. it we don't have to put the labels on uh, of project and uh, program or portfolio you know I you know I, I <laughs> I've started joking about this and maybe who knows when it come true you know I think we should be having an OMO out there which is you know it is actually the uh, the uh, the sort of outcome management office it's you know it's this whole you know measuring yourself on outcome and working back from that yeah and, and maybe we should forget all the p's at some point because it is confusing i know you know so uh you know pmo can stand for projects mostly over budget that's that's, that's, <laughs> our joke, that's our joke <laughs> i love it so we're uh we're in this new world right we're in the COVID world uh everybody's working differently how have you been impacted by this right how have you adapted to to this new normal and and what's different for you yeah, well, you know, my Delta Air Miles category is just plummeting. I'm just like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to be in luggage when I finally get on a plane again. I think, you know, yeah. I mean, I'd be honest. I mean, you know, I I had a whole whole bunch of stuff lined up. I, you know, I'm fortunate in what I do, and I and I get invited to speak at businesses and conferences. You know, come around April time, you know, that that just collapsed um, scarily. So for for a period of time, it's rebuilt. It's 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 climbing up again. But it's it's all virtual. You know, everything I'm doing is, is remote based. I've restructured my courses to be virtual, uh, using kind of best practice of you know nothing more than an hour chunk and blah, break that hour down into you know short exercises, short discussions, short presentations, nice coffee breaks, etc. The conferences are all are all virtual, of course, as well. Um, and you know, I've started doing some kind of virtual coaching into organisations as well, remote coaching. Um, you just, you know, you learn to adapt. A, a bunch of it was like that anyway, but, the, you know, it's just all of it is like that now. And, and that's just that's just a reality. And I think, you know, be sure, are they? This is the problem. This is not like the financial crash of, what, 2008, something old, 2008, 2009. Because, I mean, pretty much we were back to normal within six, nine months after that. This, we just don't know. So, you know, all of those events that planners are thinking for 2021, they've no idea what to do. And I just, I think even if we do go back, um, even if we go back to conferences face to face, let's say from the middle to late part of next year, I think that's going to be the earliest possible. I think because of the, the the advantage people have taken on bigger audiences connecting to these virtual conferences, I think every conference is going to have a mixture. I think you know I might be invited out to go and do a keynote on stage in front of three hundred people, but I'll probably be invited. They'll either be live recorded or whatever, or I'd be asked to do a virtual part of the conference as well. So. We've all got to adapt. We've all got to adapt to this this new world. And and I'm imagining, right, that the AI you're talking about and team performance, we're going to rely more on that because this, uh, I think it was probably around August when we stopped thinking that what we were in the middle of wasn't normal and it became, yes. it became yeah. normal, right? So now we're in the new normal. And then, yes. next, and then next year, I think, becomes even another new normal because people are going to be like, oh, no, I thought it was going to end in December. You mean, oh, we, yeah. you mean we got to do this again this year? I think that AI stuff's going to be so important, right? Because then we're going to be able to start benefiting from uh, a year, over a year's worth of information and data of how to work this way. Oh God, yeah, I think so. I, it's huge. I think it's, I think it's going to be really huge. And you know, I'd love to talk to anybody about it. And you know, if you're into if you're team performance, then yeah, you know, contact me, and we can have a great conversation about it. So I think it is, and I think it's. Um, 
Yeah, it, as you say, we're in gradual phases of new, new, new normal, etc. You know, we, we've dealt with the black swan and it's just caught, yeah, it's disrupted our lives. But actually, you know, by our very nature, we will want to get back to some resemblance of what we used to do. We have to get on with life, we have to get on with business, and we have to get on with projects, and there's going to be lots of projects out there. So, yeah, take every advantage you possibly can. You had mentioned earlier there's, uh, I think you said, was it 19 books that you've uh, authored so far? Yeah, well, number 20 is in manuscript, yes, yeah, just gone. 20 is almost right. So if if you were to advise uh, PMs out there on here's my library or catalog of work, what would be kind of the number one that you'd pick out for them? Um, and then some follow-on. Obviously, you think they're all great because you wrote them, and, uh, and they yeah, are. They're all fantastic. Uh, I'm going to mention three because I'm just going to ignore your uh, guidelines. <laughs> I mean, Lazy Project Manager at, at heart is it's the oldest, it's the best, it's the one that talks about project management. If you want to talk about PMOs, it's leading successful PMOs. And if you just want to have some enjoyment in project management, then there's a book called The uh, Project Manager Who Smiled, which is a book on project management fun. And, of course, The 21-Day Challenge, Project List Manager. That's four. I'm greedy. <laughs> well, and, and so what's the new one? What, what, I don't know the if you can... The called Business Agility. Um, it's, it's actually... I didn't predict the, uh, the the crazy times you were in, but, you know, recognizing that organizations are, are operating in a completely different way, the successful ones. It's around business, business agility. Um, it's around about, you know, kind of having that flexibility of, of performance and structure to survive in, in, in the new project economy so yeah i mean it's got a twist about the new normal in it that's absolutely sure it's kind of like a little bit of you know good timing so yeah it's that it's out there and i guess it will be published in the early part of 2021 i'm going to put you on the spot a little bit with one here that we hadn't talked about in advance but as a pmo influencer of the year you have a lot of people within our industry that are uh, looking up to you and the work you're doing but who do you kind of follow or, or collaborate with as your influences that help you shape your kind of your vision and your direction? Uh, yeah, I guess just, there's just a lot. I mean, you know what, again, I'm going to go back to what I'm saying to people is don't be afraid to reach out to people. I've reached out to so many people, you know, I mean, if I go back when I first started, uh, Dr. Harold Kersner, you know, you know, really famous person out there in the world of project management, Frank Solardis, the guy who started the International Project Management Day. Yeah, and, and and I've reached out to them and they have given me their time. And and so don't be afraid to do that. You know, be respectful of their time and, and their, their workloads, et cetera. But I get I get lots of people contact me. I don't think there is one person I can say, but I am I'm truly inspired whenever I go to one of the kind of young crew group meetings, the young project managers. It's just like, wow, I did I never had that. You know, I was I was, you know, I was in my mid-30s when I joined, you know, I became into project management. And I, you know, I kind of grew to love it over a period of time. But the just the, the excitement and the passion of these guys making conscious decisions to focus and study project management, as I said, either as their career or as, or, as, or as a stepping stone, they're, they're just amazing, and they they always inspire me. And I'll echo some of that. Right, we um, early on in our our second season, I had just on a whim reached out to Dr. Kersner and said, "Hey, I, I run a project management radio show. Would you love to come on?" Figuring I would never get an answer back. Um, and he came on and did our show and, and so, uh, honored to have him reach out. Right. And that's what I found with a lot of people within our industry is we all really do want to help each other. Uh, I think we live in a, a time where community, and I think it's actually enhanced now in this COVID world that people just have that 
thirst to touch people again, right? And if they can't do it physically, they want to be able to do it emotionally. Um, yeah, so, so I, I agree. I, I have a magical memory. It was in London. I met uh, Dr. Kirsten for the first time. He had connected to me beforehand, and uh, we <laughs> we exchanged books. Now, I wrote Lazy Project Manager, which is like that thick. Right. Kirsten wrote a book that I was like, oh, that thick. And he kind of gave me his book, and I floated my book across, which he read on the plane on the way back to America. <laughs> so, but, you know, we stayed in contact for, for many years, and it is great. Um, if, if, you know, if anybody wants to see some, my favorite presenter on Project Management, let me answer it that way, is a guy called Stephen Carver in the UK. Um, he's a he's a lecturer at Cranfield School of Management, and he is just brilliant at the way he presents everything to do with change, everything to do with project management. I've seen him so many times. I've been on so many conferences with him, and I love it. Even when I see the same presentation he's done sometimes, it, 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 there's something about him just I think is a magic. And there are so many others as well. Yeah, that's interesting. That name uh, came up last week. I was talking with somebody, and they had mentioned Stephen Carver as well. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, we uh, love Stephen. Yeah, that's a great. So, Project Management Global Award, the PMO Global Awards, again, that's coming up um, next week. Uh, I'm assuming you've taped your session uh, for that. My sessions, my sessions. Yes, so I've got. Yeah, there's my keynote presentation, and then there's uh, an interview. Rick Morris is doing like a talk show interview with me. Uh, kind of like this, you know, you know, going all over the place. Yeah. Um, and then I then there's a there is a product based one which is around project team performance analytics for the company I'm working with. So I'm fortunate enough to have three sessions on it. Any um, insights you can share uh, about any of the sessions, just to draw people in to let them know yeah, what to well, expect. With Rick, it was you know, Rick was a, just as I said a very open conversation about life, project management, you know, history, or, you know, the experiences we've had, speaking, writing, all of that. Um, the keynote is going to be very much focused on things that people, stuff we talked about today, actually. It is about the informal project managers. It's about, um, you know, the project team performance analytics. It's about, um, you know, working with you know, young project managers, joining it's many things we've covered today, actually. is in, It's kind of like, you know, the PMO. It's the you know, PMO past, present, but mostly future. So it's a little bit of history around, you know, my, my PMOs that I've run. Uh, through you know various organisations like Siemens, Kronos, and IBM, um, and then it's a little bit about the current now situation, which we you know, we kind of touched on a little bit today, and a little bit about the future where it's going to go. And it is you know kind of explores more the AI world, the project team analytics and stuff like that. Well, that's awesome. I know I'm looking forward to to your sessions and and everybody else that's going to be out there. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, what I love, right, is every year they used to have this award ceremony over in London. So yeah. a lot of us couldn't get there, right? I mean, it just, you know, your work schedule, whatever it may be, prevented it. But in this new COVID world we're living into, man, I'm hitting every conference I can, right? The ability to interact with people around the world has just made everything become so close. Everything's at our fingertips now. Yeah. Um, so yeah. encourage yeah. everybody to go out. Uh, Peter, thank you so much for being on the show today. Apologize for our technical challenges. I hope everybody stayed with us uh, during that time, but it it uh, looks like it corrected itself and we had a nice chat. Thank you so much for joining yeah, I us. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much uh, again for inviting me and uh, hello to everybody out there. What's the best way for folks to get in touch with you? And if you have anything coming up, the uh, books or, or speaking sessions that you want to share with everybody? Yeah, well, you kind of touched the one with Rick. Um, now, if you go to the website, lazyprojectmanager.com, that's a great place to start. You can see I'm on LinkedIn, highly active on LinkedIn, you know, pretty much daily postings out there. So you can always get stuff 
about what's going on on there. Um, and if you've got any questions or any particular interest, then just you know drop me a note uh, through the website or through LinkedIn, and I'll uh, happily come back to you and um, you know let's see what we can do. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Peter. And of course, thank you to all of our listeners. Be sure to visit projectmanagementofficehours.com. Check out all the great content out there and the listing of upcoming shows. Uh, next up, we have Ben Aston joining us from Canada. Uh, ben is the host of the Digital PM Podcast. Follow that up with Jason Westland, founder of projectmanager.com. Cornelius Fickner, uh, host of the Project Management Podcast. Karen Bondale will be joining us from Canada to finish out the year. And then, as I had mentioned earlier, we start next year with Billy Moape out of Zambia. So really excited about our upcoming guests. We do uh, want to send out a reminder that all of these shows are also recorded. So be sure to subscribe to Project Management Office Hours podcast on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, whatever your podcast platform of choice. And of course, thanks to our sponsor, the PMO Squad. Visit thepmosquad.com to learn more about the purpose-driven PMO. And that's it for now. Office hours are closed. Until next time, I'm PMO Joe, and you've been listening to Project Management Office Hours. Thanks for listening to another episode of Project Management Office Hours with PMO Joe. You're not alone in your project management journey. We're here to help you achieve your goals. Subscribe to Project Management Office Hours on your favorite podcast platform to catch all of our episodes and hear industry leaders share their story and secrets to success.